Well, good morning, everybody. It's nice to be here in this kind of wintry morning. But uh, trust the presence of God will be with us as we turn to his word. I felt a wee bit like my grandfather this morning, who quite often used to walk to church. So I walked this morning for the first time, uh, just obviously living up the road there. It only took me 12 minutes, but I got caught in a bit of a snowstorm, but managed to dry my hair. Uh, So we're okay. If we turn in our Bibles to 1 Timothy, chapter 6. And we'll read from verse 1 to 16. Let all who are under a yoke as slaves regard their own masters as worthy of all honour, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. Those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers. Rather, they must serve all the better, since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil, suspicious and constant friction amongst people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Now there is great pain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these things, we will be content. For those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession. In the presence of many witnesses, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honour and eternal dominion. Amen. And we'll just leave that reading there. Let's just pray. Father God, we just pray that we might have ears to hear and hearts to obey this morning. We thank you for the public reading of your precious and fallible word, and we just pray, Lord, that you would just minister to 
each of our hearts this day. We ask for your blessing on those who are unable to join with us, but are maybe looking and, and listening on live stream, and we just ask, Lord, that you would just bless them wherever they are. So, Lord, we pray that you would just close us in with yourself and help us this morning to hear your voice. For we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. So our heading this morning is about fighting the good fight of faith. You know, there was an old woman uh, who lived in America and she was very bold about her faith and she used to go up in the morning and she used to shout praise the Lord from her porch and one of her neighbours who was an atheist was getting a bit fed up with this and he said one morning there ain't no God there ain't no Lord so later on she became uh, unwell and her husband died and she didn't have much to live on, hard times came. So one day she came out and she said, Praise the Lord. Lord, I need help. I need some groceries. I need you to provide for me. So the next morning the lady woke up and here on her porch was bags of groceries. And she shouted, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the neighbour, he jumped out from behind the hedge and said, See, it wasn't God that supplied those groceries. It was me. So there ain't no God. But she jumped up and down and clapped her hands and said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He not only sent me groceries, but he got the devil to pay for them. (laughs) So, that lady had tremendous faith. Great faith. You know, when Jonathan was preaching last Sunday from Psalm 119 and verse 9, he said, How can a young person keep their way pure? And the answer was found in that very same verse, by guarding the word of God in our hearts. Now, I'm not going to be preaching from that section, but from this section here in 2 Timothy 6 and verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you are called, about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You know, the young folks that were baptized several weeks ago, they're starting out on a new journey, a new journey of faith. And this book here that we're reading and preaching from is the most important book that all of us can have in our homes. It's often called the incomparable book. And we may have good books in our shelves at home where we study and we learn and maybe explain some of the things. But this book is a special book. This book is the incomparable book. And most of its theme is about our Christian worship and faith. Written over 1,500 years by 40 different authors, yet it makes sense. And it's the centre of our Christian worship and faith. But the minute that people begin to disperse with the truth, by maybe watering down the message, 
and trying to explain away its spiritual meaning and true meaning, then that's when things go sadly wrong. You know, the world noted down through many centuries is renowned for its wars and fightings, fighting for land, fighting for independence, fighting in the First World War, fighting in the Second World War, and those who would fear whenever the Third World War will commence. Even in recent history, over the last 40 years, we've had many wars. The Falklands War, the Gulf War, Afghanistan, acts of terrorism, ISIS, the list goes on. And there is no doubt that there'll be many and much more fighting. But leaving all those things aside, for countries who govern us, let's look at another kind of fight this morning. Not a physical fight with tanks and bullets, but a spiritual fight. Another warfare of far greater importance than any war waged down through history of man. And it's a warfare that concerns every Christian who is walking by faith in God. It is a fight for the captivation of your soul and for my soul. I don't know if you remember that advert that used to be on the television when the army was recruiting and that big sergeant major with the handlebar moustache pointed his finger and said, the army needs you. The army wants you. Be aware, Christian, this morning. The devil wants you. He wants to captivate your thoughts. He wants to captivate your desires. He wants to captivate your ambitions and your ideas. He wants to captivate your heart. He wants to captivate all of you. And look at the language that Paul uses here in Timothy 6 and verse 12. He says, fight the good fight of faith. He says, take hold of eternal life. Paul's connotations in that verse are a need for urgency. Grab it. Take hold of it with both hands. Yes, God in his sovereign grace and mercy opened our eyes of our understanding and our hearts. But our responsibility as Christians is to fight the good fight of faith. And we should hold this subject near and dear to our hearts for it's closely coupled with holiness and sanctification. So what do we want to say firstly about this Christian faith? And when I say Christian faith, those of us who have been set free from sin and bondage, for there is still a vast number that live in our world who think because they're born into a country like ours, that they have the right to say that they are a Christian. Or they're Christians because they're members of a church or share in a communion service. But the true Christian this morning, one who has been bought with a price 
of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. As one who has called out of darkness into the marvellous and glorious light of the gospel and is now classed as a soldier of Christ. Remember that great hymn written by Charles Wesley in 1741. Soldiers of Christ arise and put your armour on. Strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal son. Strong in the Lord of hosts and in his mighty power. Who in the strength of Jesus trusts is more than conqueror. When you and I became Christians this morning, we were saved to serve. And the principal fight of the Christian is against the world, the flesh, and the devil until the very day that we die. There's three foes here this morning. Never dying foes. And first of all, we have the world. James says of the world in chapter 4 in James 4.4, Do you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? So what James is saying here is, yes, we are in the world. We live in the world. We work in the world. We have acquaintances with the world. But don't be of the world. We don't have that ultimate goal that the world has. And their ultimate goal is to eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. But our goal as the people of God is eternal glory in heaven. We don't have the same desire this morning to keep in with the world. Or let me be more blunt and specific, we shouldn't have the same desire To be keeping in with the world. Our desire should be to glorify God. And to enjoy him forever and for all eternity. In 1 John 2 verse 15 it says. If anyone loves the world. The love of the father is not in him. And Paul also says. Do not be conformed to the image of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the world wants to shape us into their thinking. It wants to mold us into what they enjoy. But Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, the world this morning is at war with God. They're not interested who God is. They don't care about Jesus Christ. The world has no time for Jesus. And the Christian, therefore, we're in a battle. We must fight the world every day. That subtleness and influence of that mighty enemy must be resisted on a daily basis. The second enemy is the flesh. We greatly rejoice, do we not, in sinners coming to Christ, believing what Christ did for us at Calvary. And that's our desire, is it not, as a church, 
that we might see our church filled with those who come and bow the knee and trust in Christ. They recognize their need, whether it's <clears throat> from those who we have acquaintances with or our families or maybe messy church or Christians Against Poverty. Tremendous opportunities to share Christ with these people. But even in the light of all this, after conversion, after we are saved, we still carry that nature that is prone to sin. A heart sometimes weak and unstable at times. And the Lord says to us, as his people, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Guard your heart. For our hearts will never be free from imperfections in this life. Does Paul not say in Romans 7, he says, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. See that old nature that wars up and fights against us. And he says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? See that second enemy, the flesh. We must fight against it and we must be diligent Christian. The third enemy is the devil. Now when we become Christians, we might, some may think that the devil's done with. Luke 22 and verse 31. We just need to read when Jesus foretells Peter's denial. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. No, that old enemy is not dead. He still wants to capture your heart. And it's a spiritual fight. Ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, it says in the Bible that he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil has one great aim today. And that is to captivate your heart and your mind and to ruin our souls. He never slumbers nor sleeps. When we go to bed, he might be there as temptation. When we wake up in the morning, he is there tempting. The mighty adversary must be resisted. Therefore, watch and pray and fight the good fight and do what Paul says. To put on the whole armour of God that we might be able to stand against the evil one. The Christian fight is a good fight. The Christian fight is a fight of absolute necessity. It is a fight of universal necessity. No matter what rank we are, whether we're rich or poor, whether we're king or a pauper, preacher or hearer, the Christian fight of faith is a perpetual necessity. 
We cannot give up at weekends. We cannot give up our faith on holiday. One Christian dying saint even said, even on the brink of Jordan, I find Satan nibbling at my heels. Christian, we must fight the good fight of faith until we die. Take care and great consideration that your faith is genuine and real and true. For there are many today who say, I have my faith. But where is their walk with God? Where is their sanctification of life? Where is the holiness of their life? Where is their fruitfulness? Where is their spiritual fight? The fight of faith is a fight of perpetual necessity. True Christianity is the fight of faith. Faith is the very backbone of our spiritual existence. And no one ever fights earnestly against the world, the flesh and the devil unless he has engraven on his heart certain great principles which he or she believes. What do we see, friends, this morning when we look into our own hearts? We might see remaining sin. We might see maybe some of our weaknesses that each of us have. We see out there a tempting world that would try to lure us away from godly sin uh, things. A busy devil. And if only we had these things to look at well, we would maybe be in despair this morning. But true Christianity is a fight of faith because we have something to fight for. We have a mighty saviour. We have an interceding saviour. We have a sympathising saviour. His righteousness. His precious blood that was shed at Calvary. All what Christ accomplished for us on the cross. His sacrifice. His love. His everlasting priesthood. Or oh, the hymn writer John Samuel Monsell over 200 years ago said, Fight the good fight with all my might. Christ is thy strength and Christ thy right. He was bang on when he wrote those words over 200 years ago. We cannot fight the fight of faith on our own. We can only fight it with the strength of Jesus Christ. And Paul reiterates that when he says in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, we can read <clears throat> great chapters like Hebrews chapter 11. We'll not take time to read it. 40 verses. And it mentions by faith 18 times. From Abel to Moses, even before Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. Those people mentioned in Hebrews 11 by faith. And they all won their battles against the world against the flesh, against the devil. True Christianity is a fight of tremendous faith. 
those who fought in years gone by, our forefathers in 1555, when we look back in recent history at the Reformation. Men like Wycliffe and Ridley and Latimer and Hooper and Rennick. 288 men burnt at the stakes for their Christian faith. These gallant soldiers of Christ, they stood against the adversaries of the world, the flesh, and the devil. The battles that they had won and fought, deriving their strength from an unseen saviour, which was the secret of their strength and is the secret of our strength today. Nothing has changed We live in an evil world. It seems to be getting worse. Christians persecuted in this country. Christians persecuted in that country. For their faith. A world full of sin and depravity. Rebellion and wickedness. We see it displayed before our very eyes. Christian fight the good fight of faith. In the weeks, in the months, in the years that lie ahead, there'll be more fighting. There'll be more fighting around the world for this or that. But sadly, it's not the fight of faith. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, Paul says. We wrestle against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. These are the things that we need to wrestle with. Have you not wrestled this last week with some of these things? And how do we fight against the continual onslaught of the evil one against our souls? The devil's not interested in those who have no interest in Christ. He's interested in you and I. Because he wants to captivate our souls and our hearts and our minds. He wants to have you. He wants to have us to sift us as wheat. So how do we fight against these things? I can only say that we fight them with continual prayer, with a continual praying that our faith would be increased, to be abiding in Christ, to get closer to the Lord Jesus and to tighten your hold on Christ each and every day that we live. We need to repeat what the disciples said in Luke 17 verse 5, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. We need to guard against slothfulness. There's an old word. What what does it really mean? Slothfulness? Well, it maybe means laziness. Or I'm I'm pretty tired tonight. (laughs) Not bothered going to the service. We become slothful. 
We become weak in our faith. And the devil loves that. He loves to thwart the worship of the people of God. He loves to keep us back. But true Christianity is a good fight. It may be a strange thing to say, can any fight be a good one? All of the wars up and down the years could never be classed as a good fight. They may have been necessary in some cases. We could never describe them as good. Because they only cause sadness and bitterness and bloodshed and suffering and poverty and distress. I remember the day I drove back from Edinburgh in 2001 on September the 11th when the Twin Towers were downed. That wasn't a good day. When evil atrocities caused calamity around the world. That was a bad day. I remember one executive who was interviewed on the television and he he ran a financial company and he lost 700 of his staff. Wiped out and ushered into eternity. Yet in all of these evil atrocities, fightings and wars, there is one warfare which is emphatically good. And that is one fight in which there is no evil. And that is the Christian warfare, the fight of faith in our souls. There are seven statements Regarding why this fight of faith is good. The Christian fight is a good fight because it's fought under the best general. The leader and commander of Christ Jesus. The Christian fight is a good fight because it has the best helper. The spirit of God dwells in us. Leads us. Teaches us. Directs us. Challenges us. Rebukes us. Warns us. The Christian fight is a good fight because it's fought with great promises. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. My sheep will never perish. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. The Christian fight is a good fight. Because it has the best results. In many an army, sadly, lives are lost in the battlefield. But in Christ's army, no soldiers are ever lost. What a result that is. Jesus said, of whom those you gave me, I have lost none. The Christian fight is a good fight because it does good to your soul. All fights and wars are demoralizing. They bring out the worst passions of the mind, but the Christian fight brings many things to your souls. It makes us less selfish. It makes us less worldly. It promotes humility and love. 
It helps us take our eyes off the world and sets our affections on things above. It does good to your soul. The Christian fight is a good fight because it does good to the world. All other wars have a devastating and ravaging effect on us, but the fight of the Christian promises honesty and blessing and hope and it raises the standard of morality. And finally, the Christian fight is a good fight because it ends in a glorious reward for those who fight the spiritual battle. Well, many are blessed, maybe in the armed forces, blessed with financial reward, blessed maybe with a good pension, blessed maybe with the award of a Victoria Cross medal, titles and so on, none of which have lasting endurance. But what are these things compared with what the true Christian gets? And what do we get? We get what 1 Peter 5 verse 4 says. He shall have, you shall have a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Let's remember that old man Paul over 2,000 years ago who went to be with Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We, we need to remember those who forgot Balaam and Judas and Demas and Lot's wife. And wherever we are and however weak we might be, let us be true, let us be zeal and real and genuine and sincere as we continue the fight of faith. The true Christian fight is against the world, the flesh and the devil. So let's put on the whole armour of God that we might be able to stand against. And in the book of Revelation as we this bring to a close he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Father, we just thank you this day that you are a true and a blessed God. One who has taken us like brands from the burning and has set our feet upon the rock, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy in each of our lives. And we pray that we as individuals might be strong in our Christian faith, that as we live for you, we might stand against the attacks of the devil and that we might stand against the evil and the flesh and the world. Lord, we just pray that you would just bless each head bowed here and continue with us as we lift up our voices in praise and in worship that we might remember to give you the praise and the glory. So we commend these things to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.